We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Yeah, I just went out there and did what Swaggy P do. <laughs> Teammates played great, and we uh, came out with the victory, you know? I'm just trying to really get my, my NBA 2K rating up. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. It's Friday, April 5th, 2019. Alex Berutha here next to Shannon McEwen, and on the line is Ken K. Train Kreitz. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, rotowire.com. We would appreciate a nice review. This is our last Friday podcast of the year. Uh, it will be a little abbreviated because I have the famed NBA illness, the upper respiratory infection. I'm on my second cup of tea of the day, and I still can't hear, smell, taste, or feel anything. Um, but after That's one of the most manly, one of the most manly things you've ever said. Thank I'm on you. my second cup of tea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. I do it for the fans. So uh, we're going to the main the main topic of the show. We're going to just run through some recaps, some fantasy awards. But first, some news. My Milwaukee Bucks looked great last night, defeating the Philadelphia 76ers 128-122 in Philly. 
despite Eric Bledsoe getting ejected minutes into the game for uh, throwing a basketball at Joel Embiid, or the basketball, not just a basketball. (laughs) Um, Playoff intensity. I love it. Yes. Uh, Giannis had 45, 13, and 6, and 5 blocks, uh, a few of which were just nasty. Almost killed Joel Embiid uh, when he tried to (laughs) dunk. Um, can we agree? I mean, is this are the Bucks definitely the favorite in the East, or is there still some hope for I guess the other you know Celtics, Toronto? There is no hope. <clears throat> it's the Bucks. Um, <laughs> you know, I heard a stat the other day: the Bucks won their forty fifth game of the season by double digits, and that had only been done by like seven or eight teams ever in the history of the of basketball. And those seven or eight teams are the seven or eight best teams ever. It's like Jordan's Bulls, uh, the the first iteration of the Warriors from a few years ago, uh, like Hakeem's Rockets, uh, all of the great the the Showtime Lakers, the the Lakers team from the sixties or seventies that won thirty games in a row. Like all of the greatest teams ever are the only ones who have accomplished that, and the Bucks have done it. Alex, Ken, I propose think? a wager here. Oh, sure. I propose sure. a wager here, Alex. You and I, Las Vegas, a beer in the Vegas meeting. You get the Bucks. I take the East. The rest of the East Ooh. for the finals. Uh, yeah, I'll wager a beer. I don't drink, so I'll have to. We'll figure something All else right, out. All right, sorry. We'll maybe just do. Bill, uh, I'll take. I'll just take five dollars from you and put it on roulette or something. Listen, I'm, I'm fairly. <laughs> sh- I'm fairly certain that, like, to me, if the Bucks don't make the finals, and, and this, I'm not a Bucks fan. I'm a Pistons fan. If I know. the Bucks don't make the finals, it's a huge disappointment. Um, based on everything they've done this year, this isn't like the Atlanta Hawks having a stellar regular season a few years ago with Bill Sapp and Corver and, and Horford and those guys. Yeah, they, like that team didn't have the type of analytics behind it that this Bucks team does. Or like, top two MVP candidate. Every, every, but, but Shannon, but but Shannon, they're young. It's not like the window is closing this Eric year. Right? I mean, Eric Bledsoe's young. Brick Lopez is young. Chris Middleton is young. What are you? No, they're not young. Even Giannis isn't young. The dude's been in the NBA for like five years, right? He's not young. They're not young. I don't buy that. Even dude, Brogdon's older than me. I don't care that he's only played three years. They're not young. They and fun, oddly enough, Shannon and Brogdon both smoke. Both still smoking. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry, but. That that's not an excuse. Like if you look at the analytics, look you at, think the window closes this year because no, they can't I'm, keep Middleton and Brooks. I'm, and I'm not. I'm not saying that the window is even going to close. I'm just saying based on everything they've done this year, and you compare it to historical equivalent, the historical equivalent, like it would be a huge disappointment. They are good enough to make the finals. They are much better than any other team in the East. I I promise you, Toronto's going to lose in the first round. Detroit, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a team on the other side of the standings, uh, the Suns, Ken. Uh, Devin Booker shut down for the last three games of the season due to an ankle injury. Uh, with no Booker, Ubre, or Ayton, who leads Phoenix, the woeful Phoenix Suns, in scoring these last three games? The Suns face the Pelicans tonight, gentlemen. We're, we're going to see the same thing we saw from Josh Jackson last year when he finished the season strong. <laughs> He's been playing really well. No, I know. It's like, just like Josh Jackson. I know. Your team Every, everyone hates on him. But, but and, and it's hilarious because you see I, – I, see, I saw numerous fantasy experts on Twitter like within the past handful of days 
uh, all say like Josh Jackson must own, you know, got to pick him up. He's going to be an impact player for the final, final five, six games. And those, these are the same people who have hated on him numerous times because of all, all of his yeah, inefficiencies. 5,800, 5, by the way, on FanDuel tonight, Josh Jackson, 5,800. So over the past three games, he's averaging 13.7, six rebounds, 2.7 assists, two blocks. Yeah, he, 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 he's even hitting a three a game. Um, I, I think it's Josh Jackson. I think he's going to pour in like 18, 19 points per game for the final three or four. For tonight, do you and Alex, sorry, I want to hear your opinion, but for That's tonight, fine. do you guys prefer Josh Jackson at 5,800 or Dragon Bender at a clean 5,000? Jackson. Jackson. They're both, they both do get a crazy amount of run, right? They both are terribly inconsistent and are prone to putting up a single digit fantasy night, even if they play 30 minutes. Um, but only one of those two has put up like multiple 40 or 50 point games this year. And that's Josh Jackson. Like his ceiling's way higher. Right. I, I agree with Shannon for who will lead the team in scoring. I think it's Josh Jackson. Uh, Jimmer <clears throat> Fredette hasn't made a three yet, so he's due. Uh, maybe he'll get hot the last three games. Um, my issue for them would be like for just DFS, like what's their over under on average points per game for the final three games? Like eighty five, like ninety. I think they're going to score. <laughs> you they're going to lose by thirty. They're going like, to lose. They'll, by, it'll be they'll 100, right. 140 yeah, they'll lose one hundred forty. Yeah, they'll lose one thirty five to one hundred five, but I think they'll score. Okay. How about how about forcing Michael Bridges to shoot fifteen attempts, kind of like the Kevin Knox force training in New York? Like, Bridges, we have high hopes for you. We know you're never going to be the team's leading scorer. But enjoy a three-game run here. I, I did, Like, make him shoot. Yeah. He, that would be nice. I don't know if he has it in him. Like, my, my comp either. for Bridges is, like, Otto Porter. Like, that's his ceiling Right. Comp. But ceiling. even yeah, yeah, ceiling. Yeah. Even when you use Otto Porter as a comp, like, Bridges and Otto Porter were much different players coming into the NBA. Um Bridges was a complementary piece with Villanova, whereas Otto Porter was the centerpiece with Georgetown. He ran the offense ran through him. Right. He had a high usage. Everything else like Bridges yeah. is Villanova never, team way that Villanova team way better than that right. Georgetown. But Bridges team, but has never yeah. been that guy. Like where he's he's going to be. You know, it's not a big surprise that Otto Porter saw uh, an increase in usage and started scoring more when he went to the Bulls. Because we've but seen we've it, seen that from him, he has that track record. You know, going back to college, Bridges, I've never seen that from him. So I wonder if he's ever going to be more than just that third or fourth glue guy, like a, a better Danny Green or a lesser version of the Wizards' auto border. So neither of you think Holmes could lead them. He's probable to play tonight. Seventy seven hundred, I think, on Fanduel tonight. Uh, obviously, ton of minutes with eight and gone. It's. I mean, it's possible. Um, I mean, he's a great. I mean, he's a great DFS play for sure. Um, not not cheap though. Yeah, he's oh, too expensive. Not, on fan not cheap. I guess I didn't Seventy-seven. Check. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Okay, I didn't Way check. Way too that, expensive. Can you imagine being a season ticket holder in Phoenix? Period. But then also like paying one hundred and seventy-five bucks for tonight's ticket on this Pelican Suns Turd Fest at the end of the season. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. Um, okay. Holmes has the upside. He he could be the leading scorer. I just think Jackson's gonna. I think he's going to chuck up like 18 to 20 shots a game. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I would – there's no future, though, in Jackson to Phoenix. At best, he's a six-man. Just force bridges. Just make, okay. it, make it happen. Hold up. Hold up. Jackson's 22. He was a top top five pick a year ago. 
you yeah, twenty seventeen draft. There's still there's still a future. All right, let's not be ridiculous. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I was waiting for the inevitable D'Angelo Russell uh, explanation. The constant chastising we receive. The ceiling every time between, you dog a young guy. If you're talking like ceiling between Bridges and Jackson, it's still higher for Jackson. We just it hasn't been encouraging what we've seen from him, but it's still higher for him than it is for Bridges. Well, speaking of some Western Conference bottom feeders, Mavs Grizz tonight. Uh definitely a must watch. Everyone's questionable. Luka Doncic, <laughs> Brunson, Dwight Powell, Valanciunas is, do- is done, Mike Conley, doubtful, Noah's questionable, Avery Bradley's out. Is there anyone, I mean, Ken, who are you targeting in this game? Well, I think you got to spend a little on DeLon Wright, right? He's going to start uh, for your Grizzlies with Conley gone and probably done for the season. Uh, in nine starts, Wright's uh, averaged 13-6-6, six, and six, plus he's played a little better past few starts. Uh, also, 1.8 steals a game. <clears throat> He's 7000 on FanDuel tonight, which isn't super cheap. But uh, the fact that he may be play, you know, facing Dirk Nowitzki and four ch- chairs, I think uh, Wright has a, a big opportunity tonight. So for me, I like on the Memphis side, Tyler Dorsey's only 3900 hmm. And to me, I, I mean, Wright, Wright is too expensive at this stage. Um, I would rather go... With with someone who costs thirty nine hundred and seven thousand, I I agree. Wright has Wright's uh, a, a higher floor than Dorsey, but if I'm rolling the dice on one, I'd pick Dorsey uh, on the on the Dallas side. I love Trey Burke tonight because if everyone's sitting, yeah. if everyone's sitting for Dallas, there's got to be someone to take the shot. So why not Burke? I have to agree with that. Well, and frankly, interesting you point compare Wright to uh, Dorsey because Fanduel has Wright at shooting guard, not. At point guard, as you suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know it's late in the season when we're saying Delon Wright is too expensive on Fanduel. Uh, Ivan Rob, we should we or Rab Rob Rab whatever, uh, sixty five hundred. He's worth a play too, assuming Noah's out, which is got to play him at power place. forward though. We should yes. get play him at center. I play him at power forward, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, Ken, we saw a massive putback dunk from an unsuspecting character last night. Oh, you and I were both DMing about this. Alex Caruso with a huge putback dunk last night for the Lakers over the Warriors. You must Google this. We will post it with the podcast article. Uh, but in all seriousness, guys, this G Leaguer call up, he's shooting 50% from three point land in 38 attempts. Isn't he exactly the type of shooter LA needs in their lineup? Not the terrible overball handling drive and dish guys they've forced. I mean, Alex Caruso is the butt of a lot of jokes, but he's okay. I mean, he's a he's proven. I think he played last put year. Better so hair on, put better hair on that guy, and people are not making jokes. Speaking of hair, I just assumed he was like a balding TJ McConnell until I saw that dunk from last right. night. And yeah. I mean, he's 6'5". He's got like He's got a few inches. He's yeah. got a few inches on McConnell. Yeah, yeah. There's a video of him in college going behind the back in transition rising up and postering somebody, uh, which I found after uh, this particular dunk. So sneaky athletic, some might say. He could be. He could be a poor man's Kyle Korver, right? Hit three. Just catch and shoot. That's no. all LeBron should, ha- should have. 
he, I know he's shooting 50%, but he's, he's from three, but he's not that kind of shooter. Um, he, he's at least piqued my interest. My guess is every year there's guys like this who come up down the stretch last 15 games, play on a horrible team and put up decent stats. I, I would be amazed if, uh, he caught on and had a role of like 20 plus minutes anywhere next year. Yeah. Um, well, fantasy basketball season is not over, despite the fact that the regular season is almost over. Uh, FanDuel is offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy basketball, no matter what you're looking for. FanDuel is something for everyone, tons of different contests and formats to choose from, starting at just 25 cents. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and enjoy watching the results in real time. Shannon, I know you love FanDuel. I do. Do you have any... What's what's been happening with you lately on FanDuel? It hasn't been too great. Um, a lot of minimum caches. That's how that's how I roll. Um, that's, that, that's yeah. That gets the job done, alive. right? Staying afloat Keep, keeps my bank my bankroll going. So you can play against your friends for bragging rights, or like Shannon, play against the public for millions in cash prizes. Take advantage of our special offer for new users. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RW. You'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with your first deposit on FanDuel. DFS lineup optimizers, premium articles, draft software, and much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash RW. Void where prohibited. New FanDuel registrants only. Restrictions do apply. See FanDuel.com slash RW for details. So we're going to touch on some fantasy basketball awards. These uh, may mirror the actual awards, although the NBA does not hand out biggest bust of the year award. Um, strangely, <laughs> we, we, we will, though. Um, so for MVP, fantasy MVP, uh, I'm going hard in. Shannon. It's tough. All right. So if we're saying fantasy MVP, it's just the guy who's probably on the mo- like. If you're finishing in the money in your league, right? Not, you know, right. likely Harden. If you had Harden, you're probably finishing in the money. So yes, overall value, Harden would be number one. Also, the fact that he wasn't like a consensus top one, two, or three pick this year, he dropped right. to four, five, six in a lot of drafts. Right. Like that. That just makes him even more valuable. How about you, Ken? I would argue that uh, Shannon kind of called Harden being awesome because you were bad-mouthing Chris Paul this summer. Yeah, Chris Paul's old, man. And he's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> well, I I think uh, there's there are other ways to look at this, too. You could argue, you know, who's the if best? If you got George second round. If you got George second right. round, you might get, be your MVP as well. Exactly. You could have yeah. got Paul George with, like, the 12th pick. I think if you're looking at like purely from a value perspective, who who was the guy who overachieved and probably was on a lot of championship teams? I think Vucevic might be might be the guy. Uh, pre pre draft rank of 59 on Yahoo, finished rank top 20 overall. I think a lot of us, including myself, with Mo Bamba there, right. Gordon, uh, Jonathan Isaac, I thought there was no way. He was going to be a top thirty, top forty. Well, and it's value. decline. Yeah, he, right. And he he's a guy who I have as a candidate for sleeper of the year. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that in a sec. Ken, do you agree that it's Harden for MVP? 
I do. I think it's Giannis for real MVP, but for fantasy, hands down, it's James Harden. He had that six-week stretch when Paul was mostly out. That was just untouchable. And I, all you got to do is look at look at FanDuel and see who's averaging the most fantasy points per game. And it's hardened by, by a significant gap. I mean, it's really not that close. Right. So sleeper of the year, we have Vucevic, uh, who may be the favorite. And then other guys, Siakam. I'm not even sure he got drafted in some leagues. He was outside the top 200. His ADP was outside the top 200. Not yeah, dra- that's crazy. Not drafted in most 10 or 12 team leagues. Right. So were you taking Siakam, Shannon, over your guy in Brooklyn? For sleeper? Yes, sleeper of the year. I do. I think I think it's Siakam. Um, far and away, like there's Siakam. You can say he's the he's the sleeper of the year. He's the pickup of the year. You could argue he's the MVP for fantasy because of the and it's all because of the same reason. Um, he's he's in the discussion for all of that. Uh, Ken, your your guy Montrez Harold. Do you think? I mean, do you think he holds a candle uh, to these guys? He deserves a mention. I'll yeah, just I throw it out there. I agree. Uh, some other honorable mentions: Bradley Beal. Um, situation is yeah, a little complicated with John well, Wall. Actually, the key with Beal, right, and why he's so valuable uh, if you have him in a keeper league is, you know, I bet Wall plays fifteen or less games next year. You know, so Beal's going to just continue to dominate on a terrible Wizard squad. Right. Um, Brooke Lopez, Danilo Gallinari, and Buddy Heald also other candidates for Sleeper of the Year, Rookie of the Year. Is this just does, flat you guys out? think? Does, does Lopez stay in Milwaukee next year? It's perfect situation for him. But I think there's a good chance. There's a good chance, but at the same time, there's also a very good chance someone vastly overpays for him. Yeah, and this will be his last. Like it, it's just going to be what his prior, whatever his priority is. If it's to stay in Milwaukee, which if you listen to anyone from that team talk, it really sounds like they want to stay together. They enjoy playing with each other. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them sign deals kind of under market value. Give them a discount. Yeah, to yeah. stay. Um, and, and honestly, Middleton and Lopez and these guys seem like the type of dudes who would do that. Um, but there's also a chance some teams like, we'll give you $20 million right. per year for three <laughs> years to come finish your career with us. So who knows? Rookie of the year. Uh, I think Doncic is the front runner, Trey Young. And Marvin Bagley, in my opinion, will be the runner-ups. And I put Bagley over Aiden just because, from a value perspective, you could probably get Bagley outside yeah. of the top 100. Yeah, uh, People thought yeah. he was just going to be bad. And uh, <laughs> well, it's not or, the case or at all. Struggle. Or, or more minutes struggle, too. Like, Aiden sure. clearly was going to get 38 game, and you just didn't know Bagley's minutes per game. And, and you know, he was never started. Not really. I mean, a few games. But, uh, but yeah, the value was there. He didn't miss 20 games. Um, but where do you stand, Shen? It's an interesting, it, it, it's an interesting debate. And there are a lot of question marks. Aiton was the most expensive on draft day, at least in all of my drafts. Yes. Um, Luca was also very yeah. expensive. Um, Trey young, uh, was on discount. Jaron Jackson jr. Cost more than Trey young. He cost yeah. more than Luca in some drafts I was in, um, from a, but overall eight category, value for this year based on game averages Aiton actually finished ahead of everyone else sure um you know he was a legit top 50 fantasy player this year uh for eight category leagues luca and trey both finished top 60 they're 55 and 58 um Hmm. i i would it's it's tough um 
I think any one of those is the right answer. You probably have to go with Luca for overall value. Um, if you're looking at someone who, so Luke is my efficiency. Luke is my pick, but if you go with someone who, who's like more of a surprise, someone who's outside, you know, not on the radar, then you, you bring in Mitchell Robinson into the discussion. Uh, Bagley, as you mentioned, he's missed too many games, but he's been way better than anyone thought he would be. Right. Um, I mean, Mitchell Robinson really is probably the most underrated or the sleeper rookie or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it. He might he might get that that just from the past thirty just for the final thirty games of the season. But overall MVP, Luca Luca gets the edge. Yeah, I'm I'm also gonna lean Luca. Um yeah, in, in eight category leagues, you give it to Aiden probably, although he costs the most. But if you're in a points league or you play DFS, I think it's Luca, because I'm pretty sure in a points league he ends yes. up with more fantasy points um you know just rebounds assists stuff like that the trey young thing another thing to consider i own trey young a lot of places including our staff keeper league and like i'm i'm like top two in every counting category in that league but my percentages and my field i'm last in field goal percentage i own trey young for the first two months of the season and then i ended up trading him because i i got pieces for for this year and traded all my long-term keepers and Trey Young sank my field goal percentage those first two yeah, months of the right. season. Yeah. And it was impossible to, to claw back up, or at least I didn't do a good enough job clawing back up. Um, so there's that. I mean, in rotisserie leagues in particular, that makes it harder for me to even argue Trey Young's side. Like, he's been great yeah. ever since then. But I don't know if it's been good enough to, to bring you up out of those depths that you likely were in with that, in that one category. The Rotis harm is uh, genuine. I have to kind of Mia Copa, though, to the Hawks here. I was dogging for this trade. Uh, but clearly the wise long view says, hey, you know, because of that deal, the Hawks have the number seven pick this year because uh, of that trade. And ESPN saying that's Jarrett Culver, the electric shooting guard from Texas Tech, or maybe Cam Reddish, the 6'9 freshman small forward from Duke. So the, the uh, in the real world, the final story is not yet written on that trade. We got to see who Atlanta gets and, and what they do with that player. Yeah, it's top five protected. Dallas could end up keeping the pick. Um, there, and it's actually close. Um, it looked yes. like a month ago it wasn't going to be close. That like, there's no way Dallas would be one of the five worst records in the league. Um, but they're they're making a fight of it by losing a, a ton of games, and that that game maybe, against maybe another reason why a lot of guys are sitting tonight that's against absolutely Memphis. Absolutely, why they they are tied. They have the same record. They're both they're both right there at that seven range where they could drop. They could easily drop down to to the fifth worst record in the league by the end of the season. Well, we're gonna move on to bust of the year. You can interpret this in a variety of different ways. Some guys. I decided to throw out there as candidates Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, Torian Prince, Gordon Hayward, and Isaiah Thomas. Ken, do you have any particular way you're leaning or just insights? Well, I want to whine about LeBron. <laughs> Having only played 55 games, free throw shooting was down to 66.5%. So uh, he kind of clobbered uh, a few of my teams. Is also down about almost an assist a game. I don't think you can dog Hayward or Thomas too much because if you didn't realize the injury risk there, you were making a foolish move, in my opinion. Um, but Allen and Mitchell, I know you've got some insight, Shannon, on Mitchell. 
Yeah, Allen just did not take the leap. You know, he's frankly a, a, a decent play at center. Still got one and a half blocks a game. The free throw percentage dropped to 70 was painful. But 11 and 8, it's not terrible. It's kind of in Marcin Gortat range, though. But Shannon, talk to me about Donovan Mitchell. I don't think it's Donovan Mitchell. He was still a top 45 player in eight category leagues based on averages. Um, he's turned it on over the past 30 or 40 games. He started off slow, just like he did his rookie year. Um, is it disappointing that he hasn't been a top 20 player? Sure, but he still provided significant value as a top 50 guy. Now, other you know, I look at guys like Torian Prince and Jared Allen, and to me it's between one of those two. Um, one, neither one, I know Prince has dealt with some injuries, but neither one had a significant injury where they're missing 30 games. Um, and I don't like to factor that into who would be a bust anyways. Um, I want to go based on performance. And these are two guys who were very popular breakout candidates, candidate picks in every expert league I was in. Most, they were picked in the third, fourth, fifth round. In almost all cases, they were both ranked as like top 50, top 55 guys heading into the drafts, and, and you had to reach to get them. And neither one came close to it. 104 for Prince and 99 for Allen. Those are the two big – those two and Jonathan Isaac. I'm going to add him. Sure. Those are the three guys, and yeah. they were all reaches by experts who are and, – and I'm guilty of it as well. I loved all three going into the draft. So, like, you know, give me those three over a guy like John Collins, who you might have drafted in, like, third round. John Collins was great. He just missed time because of an injury, more time than than we expected. Um, but Prince, Isaac, and Isaac's turned it on a little bit, so I feel like it's not him. But I, I go with Torian Prince as my bust of the year. Is Prince the, – the red flag or the learning for next year is – you really do need to drastically review uh, a team's roster when they have a top five pick and how they're going to plan to use that guy. I mean, Atlanta was clearly going to be all in on Trey Young. And then it gets to be, okay, well, who plays well and who does not play well with the, with the all-in rookie? Sure. I just felt, I felt like Prince actually felt or fit the needs for Atlanta well, fit around John Collins and Trey Young well. Um, three and D wing, um, showed vast improvements the previous year. Um, you know, he blew up when the Hawks decided to tank and everyone was injured. He blew up down the stretch, the final 20, 30 games of last season. He was fantastic. Um, so I totally, I fully expected him to take another leap. I mean, he averaged 14, five, two and a half, a couple three pointers per game, uh, was, was getting steals. I thought he was going to be great this year. Um, well, you know what's odd, too, is his shooting percentage actually went up two points this year, which you'd not expect. Certainly missing 30 games is a pain. But yeah, I just kind of assumed until I looked it up today that his shooting percentage went down. But no, he actually shot a little better. Yeah, and I still worry that maybe the injury is, is bringing him down a little bit. I'm personally going to pick Jared Allen. Um like Shannon mentioned, too, he got reached for a lot. And I think partially because the center position is thought of as relatively thin. Yes. But at the same time, uh, there were other guys who you could have probably picked that you knew were going to get the kind of production that you hoped Allen would get. Jared Allen's been great, too. That's the thing. Like, he's actually been really good. Right. The, the only Nets issue, are winning. Yeah. And the only issue is. <laughs> 
you know, 59% from the floor, 71% from the line, 11, eight and a half, one and a half blocks, but he's only playing 26 minutes per game. And that that's the issue with Jared Allen. If Jared Allen would have seen 31 minutes per game, he, he would have, he would have held value. He would have been a top 60 is, guy, but is the issue with, is the issue with Allen that he's a 1990s center playing in 2019. He's, he's just kind of old school. I stand by the Marcin Gortat comp in that he doesn't necessarily fit uh, the four out one in offenses of today. I don't, I don't know if it's too much of an issue just because he's a theoretically a solid rebounder, good shot blocker. Like he's played in, in 14 games this season that he's played between 30 and 39 minutes. He's averaging 14 and 10 with two blocks and shooting 61%. So, He's not far off from being Miles Turner. Yes, without the three. Yeah. Um, and he's still really young, and maybe that's part of it. We know Kenny Atkinson generally doesn't like to play guys big minutes, but, I mean, Jared Allen is turning 21 this month or next month. And I've seen right. him hit Though, at, though Atkinson, Atkinson isn't going anywhere, meaning I don't know if Allen's minutes – change that much in the next year or two or at least next season i think i'm still going to be high on him going to next year one i mean he he ha- he is developing a three-point shot it's not good he can hit threes you know he's he's had 44 attempts this year he's only shooting 13 percent. not good obviously um, but when you're talking about half attempt uh, an attempt per game you know oh well he's going to develop he's going to develop that shot he's going to be taking more threes as, as he progresses um he's going to play once he develops that and he gets older and gets better at just his defensive assignments, everything else, he's going to get more run. Um, the talent is there, so I still believe in him long-term, but he was definitely a disappointment this year. We didn't see the breakout we expected. Yeah, I agree. Definitely one of those guys you would love to have in a keeper league, but if you're in a redraft league, maybe you kind of just wait on him year after year until you actually see the three-pointer come together. It's a It's a tough call. I'm sure... He's a guy that I've always been on record. Or him and Miles Turner, I'll be like, I'll draft them. I'll draft them too high again next year. Like, see you guys next year. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon, how are you feeling this morning? Well, you know, I wake up in the morning. I've got brain fog. I'm feeling lazy, confused. Your job or jobs require you to be on top of everything, but your mind often slows down. Your attention drifts. You got, and you got to be sharp for this pod. You got to be sharp for this pod. I baby. Absolutely, have to be. I have to remember how horrible Ken's takes are going to be. Uh, oh, I got a word about that. Coffee prescription meds have failed, leaving you with jitters and lack of sleep. Worst of all, it keeps happening when you need to be on top of your game. Lucky for you, On It may have the answer. With a team of scientists and researchers, On It took the best. Earth grown botanic- botanicals and created a one of a kind cognitive enhan- enhancer called Alpha Brain. It could be the solution you've been looking for. Alpha Brain works. It has been clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, processing speeds, and more. It's made from natural, normal ingredients found in nature. And for a limited time, Ana is giving you the chance to try Alpha Brain for free. Just pay shipping. If you're not satisfied, Keep the bottle. On it will give you a full refund. You don't even have to call. No hoops, no catch, nothing. It's as easy as it possibly can be. Risk-free, 100% money-back guarantee. Go to onit.com slash rotowire and try it today. Daily Fantasy Basketball. So, 
anyone that you guys are targeting specifically any games that stand out to you a lot of the over unders have yet to be released at least according to our yeah. website um, so many uh so many game time decision guys i think holding that back uh i'll with, jump in first sure alex if you don't mind sure go, ahead. go gordon hayward at 5400 in actually a pretty important celtics pacers game tonight uh hayward's led the set the seas in scoring two of the last three nights and they've really been leaning on him. Uh, he's he's uh, playing that Manu Ginobili role off the bench. 5,400, I like Hayward tonight at Indiana. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, Hayward's a guy who, who, I mean, everyone on this slate, I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people on this slate should have low ownership because there's, what, 13 games? It's a busy night. Busy night. Uh, so you don't have to worry too much about like ownership percentages in general. And... Yeah, Gorgon Hayward, especially in the Miami game, looked a lot more like himself. Slasher, three-point shooter, just athlete. 45 fantasy points. Exactly. We, we've we got uh, Dallas, or I'm sorry, let me let me roll that back. New Orleans and Phoenix is the highest over-under of the night. 232 points. Um, should be a competitive game between two horrible teams. <laughs> Could be an all-star game. There's no defense, just keep throwing it full court. It's going to be it's a, it's it's an odd night. Um there there might be a lot of blowouts. Um and there are a lot of games with low over/unders. Um Boston Indiana, obviously low over/under. They those are two of the two two of the best defensive teams in the league. Um Detroit's playing in in Oklahoma City. Uh I expect Detroit to get blown out on the road. Um Sacramento is in Utah. I expect Sacramento to get blown out on the road. Uh, Cleveland in Golden State, another blowout. These these are it's the home teams, like the bad teams. Cleveland, Sacramento, Detroit. I'm not as worried about targeting. Well, Detroit a little bit different. They could save guys if if it's a blowout, they'll rest their starters. Um, but but Cleveland, Colin Sexton's going to get his run no matter what, even when they're down by 30. There are just a lot of games. Like keep in mind the, the blowout potential for some of these games because I see it on at least a handful of them. Yeah, and uh, I mean one thing to keep in mind too is you know the I think the pricing at this time of year is less forgivable because of all the injuries. I think when a, a guy has a good night, they're more prone to jump up quickly. Like Thomas Bryant is already back up to like eighty one hundred. It's hard to I mean you want to play him, but you're you know. Like, that's really expensive. That's really expensive. <laughs> yes. uh, even like I, I had Harden my my first stab at lineups for DFS. I've Harden in my lineups, but I'm looking at this now, and it's, it's the Knicks are coming down to Houston. <laughs> the Rockets are favored by like 16 points, 17 points. That's I don't I don't know if Harden plays the fourth quarter of that game, and he might. Yeah, exactly. He could have 50 fantasy points by then. But I'm looking at it now, and I'm I'm probably going to take Harden out of my lineup. Um, I'm gonna try to go. It doesn't with have enough to. They don't have enough to play for either. No, like, I mean they are playing for the number two seed. They need to win. But my 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 take is that they're already gonna have a win in the books. You know, twenty five minutes yeah, into the game. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I so, have two. I have two entertaining. Go with your heart, not your wallet. Suggestions. Sure. Just for giggles. Evan Turner coming off back to back triple doubles <laughs> off the bench. Forty eight hundred at Denver. Portland uh, also still something to play for. And then here's a, 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 a farewell tour. Dirk Nowitzki at 3,800 starting for your Mavericks. Part of the Tankapalooza in Dallas. He might see 28 minutes. 
He could. I, I, the Turner um, pick is interesting, but I do worry about the fact that they're playing Denver. Um, this is a team that's also playing for their division. Um, they're playing for their division. They're playing for the number two seed. Uh, Portland's only two games back of Denver. They play back-to-back games against each other right now on the schedule. Um, Portland and Turner in particular, those were two, two games against bad teams. Uh, Minnesota and Memphis. The Memphis game was a total blowout, and that's the only reason why Turner got a triple-double. He, he saw extended run because Denver won by 30 points. Um, so I do worry that Turner, Turner's still a solid play. He's cheap, but against Denver in a competitive game, I worry if he's actually going to get that kind of run to be, that, to be great. That's value. the, that's the smart, logical answer. I was <laughs> surely going, purely going for entertainment value. <laughs> no, it's, it's there. I think two, two of my favorite picks from tonight are Trey Burke has mentioned. I'm assuming Brunson and, and Luca both sit out. If that's the case, I think Trey Burke's a great value at 4,200. Even coming off the bench for the Mavs, he's been productive lately. Um, he's hit 30 fantasy points or more in two of the past three games. If he's if he's on court and plays 34 minutes, I think he's a lock for 30 to 40 fantasy points. Um, I also like Josh Jackson quite a bit. Um, we discussed him earlier, 5,800. I think he's going to check up 20 shots. He's going to play 38 minutes. Um, my, my center that I like there, there's a lot of centers who have been extremely productive lately. You know, we mentioned, we mentioned Thomas Bryant, but there are cheaper guys. One of the, one of the guys, not, not cheap, but lower price than Thomas Bryant that I like is Enos Cantor. Um, I expect it to be a competitive game in Denver. Uh, he actually blew up and had like 40 fancy points in 21 minutes against Denver earlier this season. Um, so I, I see, I like that matchup for him. I think he could have a nice night and he's coming off three straight 40 point outings in that same price range of the Enos Cantor, just a hundred dollars more Al Horford tonight, 7,300. You already mentioned Celtics needed tonight against the Pacers playing for home field in the first round. So I'm going to mention Horford in that same Enos Cantor realm. Yeah. Home field is very important in the NBA. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a good call. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe this is one of those nights where you kind of pivot off of everyone searching for these like Thomas Bryant, you know, Josh Jackson values. I'm sure Al Horford is going to go severely underowned. Um, and you look at his recent game log. I mean, over the past uh, six games, he's averaging 41 fantasy points. He's only 7,300. Yeah. Um, he's been getting some time off, you know, for rest. Uh, he's dealing with the sore knee. He's but when probable, he plays, he plays well. probable for tonight. Probable for tonight. But when he plays, frankly, he's as, as much a chance to lead the team in assists as Kyrie is. They they run it through him on the elbow a lot. Uh, again, though, this is Ken making another heart, not brain decision here, too. Maybe I don't know. No, actually, <laughs> I, I like that pick a lot. Um, I might have. I mean, me and a lot of other people might have glossed over it uh, just because he's not the sexiest name on the board. But uh, I'm going to keep that in mind. When I'm building a lineup, it's a big game. They're tied. I mean, they're playing for the four seed. You know, whoever wins tonight's game is going to have a huge advantage um, for that. So I see Horford being a solid option, a tough matchup. But the fact that Boston's going to run out everything, they're going to do anything they can to win this game. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, I mean, can do, do you have a rant today? 
I do have a rant. Let me get to the rant and stop fiddling with my FanDuel lineup. Uh, <laughs> today's rant, you know, winter sucks. Mm. What really sucks, though, is losing bets. Winning bets is fun, but losing bets sucks. So let's get to the wagers from this year's podcast season. We're going to fly through these fast because Shannon doesn't think our listeners care. I say it's the end of the pod, so what the heck. Anyway, wager number one from Shannon. Jamal Murray will have a better fantasy season than Kemba Walker. Goo. Ken took that bet. Walker, hands down, better than Jamal hey, Murray. Hey, hey, hey. Walker, roughly ranked, let's call it 16 in nine category leagues. Murray ranked right at 69. Nine category leagues. That we bet. love Jamal Murray's game, but F- Walker, fantasy stud. That bet was made 12 months ago. All right, It was made last season. That should be noted. It's not like I was drafting. Was it's not like I was drafting Murray over Kemba Walker. I actually owned Kemba Walker in 60% of my leagues this year. I loved him, and it helped me finish not in last place a couple times. <laughs> not in last. <laughs> it was a bold statement, maybe a little too bold. Kimball Walker's record, fairly well established. So, Alex, I, I, one one quick diatribe here. Uh, Alex and I were talking about Jamal Murray in this bet before the show, and I'm convinced that if you put Jamal Murray basically with Phoenix, he takes Devin Booker's spot. You put him on a bad team where he's able to have a crazy high wow. usage and take 20 shots per game, he puts up the same stats as Devin Booker. That's it's, true of a ton of quality guys on good teams. I mean, yes, you always want to be the lone star on a crap team. Okay. For for reference, I, I was looking this up earlier. I'll throw it out there quickly. Uh, when Jamal Murray sees between 15 and 25 shots a game, he averages 21.6 points, 5.1 assists, 4.9 rebounds, shoots 45% from the field. So similar scoring is not as good as Devin Booker, but basically averaging 20 and 5 uh, so he, Jamal Murray well, next Brad Beal. I'll take it. I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> right. Well, but the other, the flip side of that is, you know, Kemba Walker is the only option on that Hornets team for quite some time, unless he signs elsewhere this summer. But the, uh, at this the, time was, last year, we knew the rest of the Hornets were going to stink. No, that was part of the assumption. Part of the assumption was yeah. Kemba would be traded. Um, I expected uh, the Hornets uh, to be uh, bad, and uh, Kemba would be traded, and his value uh, would be tanked because he I, basically. I, hey, I'm. I'm willing to re-up the wager for next season. You want to go again, Murray Walker? <laughs> uh, we we can wait. We'll wait until draft season next year. I want to see okay. where Kemba lands. All right. I'm, I'm, if you change your mind, I'm right here. All right, second wager. Yet to be determined. Pistons will go farther than the Celtics in the playoffs. But, Shannon, I think you're a little worried the Pistons don't make the playoffs. Well, they only have a one-game lead. I mean, they're sitting in the sixth seed, but they only have a one-game lead over the Heat, who are who are ninth in the East. So it is, and and I expect the Pistons to lose tonight, um, even if Blake Griffin returns. Um, it's it's going to be tough. I I will say, I mean, for for the Pistons to have a chance to win this bet for me, it's it's basically you know we made the bet when they were going to face. Indiana. They just beat the Raptors. Right. They had just beat the Raptors. Like, and my, the assumption was I should have waited until the playoff seeding was done. I, I admitted that 30 seconds after the trade, but I like to make dumb bets for my team. I'm a you were a few hams. You were a few hams beers in, I think, when you texted me that that yeah, wager. Probably. I mean, it was about 8:30 a.m., so that makes sense. <laughs> With, All right. So no, wager number two. I think looking okay for me, yeah, but well, obviously we'll see. a lot to be determined. If if the Pistons play. I already said it this show. If they make Indiana, the they'll beat Indiana. 
And if they play Toronto, Dwayne Casey will exact his revenge. Pistons they are will not beat, playing. They, the they will beat the Raptors in the first round. I, I'll double up on this bet. I've already offered it to everyone in the office. They are going to beat You're the Raptors. You're doubling up? Wait, I'm, I'm not just saying, that. if they face Toronto, I'll make a separate bet saying Detroit okay, over Toronto. Yes. Those are horrible odds. I know. I don't <laughs> want good odds. <laughs> How many hams in are you now? Okay, very good. Uh, anyway, so I still like my chances, but also a good chance to push if both teams lose in the first round. Um, third wager, who will do better in this year's CBS, uh, Rotowire Expert Keeper League? Shannon was losing at the time, but said, I will pass you, Ken. So we wagered, this was complicated, we wagered a lunch, Alex gets to come to the lunch, there will be alcohol served at said lunch, though luckily Alex does not drink, that keeps the bill down. Um, As of right now, I think I'm five points ahead, I was seven points ahead when I wrote up last night, I think that shrunk to five point lead with about three games left per team, so I think you're going to owe us lunch. And I did suggest a cheap place to go, and you're like, no, Shannon. Shannon said, no, I will take you to a more expensive place. Um, as of December 17th, I've had the best team in that league, um, far and away. It's not even close. I am going to finish in first in four of the five counting, uh, counting stats. My team has mm-hmm. been tanked by percentages. Mm-hmm. I could not recover. They were horrible. Uh, when, I, when I started making moves to play for this year, Ken – you know, you you are going to finish above me, uh, but I've had the best team since since the bet was made. So I don't. I know just wanted I, to hear those words, Ken. You you will finish ahead of me. It looks like I'm going to finish second. I think Shannon, you're looking at fourth, but we shall see. There's a few more games left. I like my chances. All right, and then NFBKC Rotowire Experts Leagues, where it's your chance to beat Shannon, Alex, or myself. Not hard. Whoever finished highest. Receives a free hoodie from the two losers. As of last night, I was 57th. Uh, Shannon was 114th. Alex's squad, 136. So, gentlemen, it looks like you owe me a hoodie there. Fair enough. We lost but John we, Wall. We, That's my excuse. Uh, Shannon, excuse. what was your excuse? Other than your lack of math with percentages. No, no. it's Kevin, Lo- still- I mean, Kevin loves my excuse in every one of my uh, leagues. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh. the love, love. I yeah, the love, love. My three, my three main leagues that I give a crap about, I owned Kevin Love, and that that is why. Mm-hmm. That is why. I think, uh, uh, well, was that the end of our was that the Well, end of no. We've got uh, Stake League. Oh, yes. So the big Rotowire Stake League. Shannon and I, uh, we are doomed to be buyers, meaning we're finishing in the second half. Going to have to pay for a steak dinner. Alex, you were ninth last night. Did you creep up around the border? You got a chance, Alex. I did. Um, it's I am relying way too much on DeAndre Aiden's ankle. That's that's all <laughs> I have to say. Yeah, yeah, not have. Yeah, and I LeBron killed me in that one, and now Jordan's out too. It's just uh, it's Armageddon. Um, I think we managed to get through you this. had love. You had love, right? What was that? Shannon also had love on the stake league, league team. Yes, stake league, NFBC, mm-hmm. our, our keeper league, staff keeper league, um, and one other league. So my four, my four main leagues, I own Kevin Love, and that is why I've had a tough season. If if he's he, I drafted him essentially end of the second round value is where I was getting him. Um, third round in some cases but still if you lose he's basically a complete non-factor this year um all right well i'm really looking forward to 
I'm really looking forward to my lunch. We'll take a picture for the uh, for the podcast articles. Thank you for the wagers this year. Uh, Alex, what's left? I don't think we had any mispronounced names. Um, not that I remember. Ivan Rab. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, well, we mentioned was, home I thought it field. was like Rub, Rab, Rout, Ruby. We mentioned <laughs> uh, home field advantage. Um, uh, yeah. But, yeah. You know, that's whatever. That's I think bad, I heard yeah. a baseball commentator say home court the other day. So I think we have to give kind of pass on that one. <laughs> okay. uh, I was wondering why Shannon was saying home field's a big thing. I'm like, what is he talking about? Oh, did I? And then I thought, oh, maybe I said home field instead of home court. I guess I did. Oh, boy. Um, that's, that's pretty much it then. So thank you everybody for joining us on the Rotowire fantasy basketball podcast. The last podcast it is presented by FanDuel. Ken, what is your last quote of the season? Mm, for today's quote, we're going to go to Golden State. Golden State was actually on the road. Uh, and Steve Kerr had an explain a loss in Utah where he's, you know, trying to explain why they lost. He said, quote, Nightlife. You should have seen Ron Adams last night. Got in at 4.30 a.m. Again, Steve Kerr, Ron Adams being their 71-year-old assistant coach. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line for the 2018-19 season. See you next year. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.